You know, I mean, you think about it very practically, just education is a perfect example. If you've built some of those programs early, you're way more efficient in your CSM motion. Oh, yeah. Like way more efficient. Yeah. And by the way, your customers are getting more value. So you're probably getting a higher renewal rate, too. So it's sort of a double benefit. Welcome to C-Lab, the customer education laboratory where we explore how to build customer education programs, experiment with new approaches, and exterminate the myths and the bad advice that stop your company's growth dead in its tracks. I am Dave Darrington, and I want to say this is a really special opportunity for us today here at C-Lab. This is one on my bucket list I've been waiting for for a long time, Nick. Nick Meadow, welcome to the show. Oh, Dave, it is so great to see you, man. It's great to be back here. It's like a, it, this is a heartfelt reunion, Nick. I really, uh, I work with you for years at Gainsight and we keep interacting and I love it. So thanks for, uh, thanks for volunteering to be on the show today. This is going to be a great one. I uh, love it, man. I still, still relish the time we spent together and I love just what you're doing in customer education in general. So, well, thanks. Super well, cool. let's talk about, uh, so, so today before I get going, uh, I always we always like to do this little tradition. Today is uh, what's the International Day of, and this is as of the day we're recording. So today, March 9th, is International Meatball Day. Thought that was, <laughs> a, or uh, National Barbie Day, or National Crab Meat Day. I don't know where they get these things, Nick. But wow, <laughs> International Meatball Day. There is such a thing. Um, okay, so. Let's let's get serious here. This is a full circle moment for me. Nick, I have to say to you, like when I started at Gainsight, it was 2015. I had come out of management consulting. Um, I had met with, uh, gosh, Denise Tukowski and had this amazing opportunity just like thrown at me. Like we have to build an education program that scales. We're this amazing dynamic company. I was blown away by what Gainsight was and what it could do at the time. And... This start me, started me and us and C-Lab on our journey to really define like what customer education is. And uh, so, Nick, I, I want to bring you on the show for a few things because I feel like you were one of those few people in the space. And I've got your book here and it's signed, wow. too. Thank you for doing that. I still have to get Lincoln on this. Love it. <laughs> but I, I, I inhaled this book. I inhaled our experience. It, it changed everything for how we think about the world. Uh, so I just wanted to give you a moment to to talk to our audience, and our audience is customer success people. Most of them know you, but those who don't are working in the trench to build educational content for success orgs. So how about introduce yourself a little bit, tell you what, tell our audience what you're about, what you're excited about, and we'll go from there. Yeah, what I'm about. My gosh, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot. I'm, I'm not a international meatball day guy. I am a, there's a lot of being, I am vegetarian. So I'm like, okay, I don't, there's not as much for me. In that one. Maybe the veggie, maybe the veggie meatballs. Those are, they're, they're, I like, I like veggie meatballs, but um, I, um, I've been very fortunate to, um, you know, be, uh, I have been running Gainsight for nine years. You know, we launched kind of the company about nine years ago. And um, it, when we, my personal background is before Gainsight, I had seen that transition from, the traditional world of like software and hardware where you're selling stuff yeah. to people and they paid for it up front to this move to SaaS and cloud. Yeah. And what I saw like was, oh my gosh, all the power is now in the hands of the customer. And if we're not driving value for that customer, they're not going to stay with us. They're not going to grow with us. They're not going to be an advocate. And so if you want to build a great business, you got to drive success for your customers. And that sounds so obvious now, right? It's so obvious. Done, Nick. Like everyone knows that. 
2013, honestly, like that wasn't the way the world worked. And for a lot of companies, it's still not the way the world works. Right. So as you know, Dave, because you're a part of the story, you know, when we launched Gainsight, the, the initial idea was, okay, there everyone's going to have to move to this new model where you got to make sure after your customer bought that they've been onboarded well, they're using mm-hmm. the product well, mm-hmm. they're getting value, they're going to stay with you, they're going to grow, they're going to be an advocate. And that was called customer success. And as you know, there was this tiny little profession of people called CSMs, customer success managers. And again, I feel like I'm telling ancient history to many of you listening. You're like, wait, there've always been CSMs, right? What are you talking about, Nick? Like, do you want to tell us about Pearl Harbor and like the industrial revolution too? Uh, But like literally nine years ago, you know, this was a new profession. And that, you know, the first Pulse conference, right, right before you joined in 2013, you know, there were 300 people there. Pulse was our conference all about customer success. And the total CSM profession in the world was probably like a thousand people. And now there's like 300,000 people in CSM profession. Our last Pulse conference was 20,000 people. And and so it's just come a long way. And for us, we take great, great pride in not just like building software to help drive all this stuff, but really like helping to enable these new professions. And it started out, the one profession was the CSM, yes, right? But then you started, then, then people started talking about the head of customer success, the chief customer officer, and then... You know, we started talking about the person running customer education, the person running community, and all these people are part of customer success, right? This is all just, how do I get my customers to be more successful? And so that they stay with me, so they spend more money, they become an advocate. And so customer success, as you know, from the early days at Gainsight, we said, it's about getting your customers to the outcomes they're looking for and doing it with a great experience. CS equals CO plus CX. I remember writing that down yeah. on a board somewhere. Yeah. And that like yeah. really stuck and, and why, why I think it's so relevant to, to this conversation is when you think about getting a customer to an outcome, you know, part of it is, of course, like a CSM, maybe connecting with them and making sure they're using the product well. But a lot of it is making sure they're trained and enabled to use the technology well. Yeah. Right. And so that's why we've always thought customer education and customer enablement is the core of customer success. And I'm, I love that that's coming together for your community now. That is so I can tell you've been really uh, refining your target pitch for years. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> just like, I've said that like a million times. Like butter. So, uh, oh God, Nick. But you, you sagged in way better than I could. And this is exactly what I'd hoped to do because it, it, like I, I'm coming back to, uh, to again, attribute this concept of scaling knowledge now that it's yes. not just, you know what I mean? It's, Okay, I, I want to tell you like a story. I want to tell you a story about you from my end too that that I thought was really cool and it kind of lit me on fire. Like you were a, one of the few leaders I've I've met and worked with that said, you know what? I'm going to teach you something, but I'm going to teach you something from my level looking down. And don't, you remember the sessions you gave on like, oh, what's going on with the board and what are the kind of things yeah, I yeah, have yeah. to do? And here's here's how stocks work and options work. You remember doing all that? Totally. I remember being St. Louis and yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. That, that will never leave me because what that showed me is that you have, again, you have this like people first, human first company when your organization, and this was why I really love about Gainsight and the DNA that it has and the character that it has, it's, it's helping people. You realize you're going to actualize that NRR when you have customers that are happy, they're using the platform successfully. They're not stuck. You know, you yep. don't you don't get high and mighty and say, "Oh, our product's so well designed that you don't need training." Well, that doesn't that's never yeah. the never the case. Oh my gosh! And and then you did it, and so you saw this emergence of 
this whole new function, but it, like customer success is, we're all educators, is what I'm been trying are. to say. are, oh my gosh. And by the way, just as a fun anecdote, Dave, so you know, yeah. the day that we're filming this, like I, as you probably know, I do a lot of um, talks where I present to, you know, different events or yeah. whatever. And sometimes yeah. it's to a company's all hands, right? So today, actually, we had just gone live with um, McGraw-Hill. We just um, started working with McGraw-Hill Education. So they sell, yeah. they make books, right? And they sell content to, um, in this division, the universities to help professors teach. So they sell textbooks and all that. And um, it's interesting, the word educator, because I, I was talking to them about the fact that at the end of the day, customer success is education. It's about how do you help people learn how to take on new behaviors to, to get the value they want to out of your product, you know, and whether you're a CSM doing that one-on-one -on -one, or you're an educational professional developing a curriculum around that, we're all educating in customer success. I love that you said that. That's so cool. Yeah. It, but it, it's, it's kind of sneaky, isn't it? That it is. Yeah. It wasn't anything I ever expected to do when I was, when I was pitched the job to come work with Denise and do this. The role I had at first was success for our admins. Yeah, we, right. We realized, right, we had a really sticky problem, a really tricky problem with admins because they needed to know a lot more than totally. just how to click the buttons. They needed to know nerd things, <laughs> like really complicated things, like how do I take this like CRM data in Salesforce and then somehow look up things in my, you know, yeah. in the database. And that was database stuff. And we didn't expect that. And then we had to teach a market this category. Um, so I like that you said that. And, and the things that we learned together, I think, at Gainsight were fun. That, you know what happened with CSMs that are training all the time? Well, that's when Dave showed up. And they go, yeah. we can't keep doing this because we've got a book of business of 100, 200 customers. And, and I can't train everybody one-on-one. -on -one. That's it. Exactly. And I think every company, by the way, having seen the movie like thousands of times, every company goes to this exact same movie, which is they hire CSMs and CSMs yeah. are amazing. And they ask the CSM to do everything from implement the product to train the customer, to help drive adoption, to like manage the renewal and get the customer reference and get them to the conference. And then over time, people specialize and they're like, why are we having the same person do the same activities over? And in some cases, we can do a one to many where it's like, we develop an instruction cl uh, instructional class, and not only is it more scalable, it's better. I mean, you just did such a great job opening our eyes to that, yeah. where you taught us, ironically, you taught us education at Gainsight, <laughs> and then it was like, oh, there's a different way. And not only is it more efficient, it's also more effective, because all the people right. listening to this podcast, like, you know much better than I do that there's a whole profession of how to teach people things. You know, there's like, there's a science to that. There's like, there's, and that's like something that should not be underestimated. It's not just about doing a webinar yeah. or doing a screen share on Zoom. There's a lot more than that. There is a lot more than that. And Nick, that's where we have, I think, an opportunity to take this forward. Totally. So, so I wanted to tell you a little bit of a story about how I thought customer, edu customer education has emerged. Like literally, it was there. It's been there for 40 years. Uh, my friend Adam wrote this book called Customer Education. You can see it's dog oh, yeah. And this yeah. is, I, I think this is one of the best things because Nick, if you were to read through this, it talks all about the CS principles and you know what is the expected outcomes and what am I trying to accomplish? And yeah. we talk about scale and things like that in there. That's what we talk about in our podcast as well. And we're, but the real fun and the real difference, Nick, about education for us in customer success is the language. And when you talk about, well, who's doing this? Yes, you said there are people out there 
that have been doing education and then know adult learning, all this junk. You know, they're going to tell you all these terms in their language coming from academia. But for us, this is what I found really interesting. I came in with management consultant background, right? Did I know education? Well, I've been teaching for years. But there are people like me all over that are gravitating to work in companies like Gainsight. Yeah. And they're excited because they're professionals that are into customer success. But then they bring this, they learn this other technique. What's instructional design? What's learning experience design? How do I do training really well? How, and then how do I fit all these together? And that's what's new. Like how was this journey from a CSM who was just doing training and they had a deck? And this is the experience we had back in the day at, at Gainsight. We had all these decks floating around. Everybody did it differently. And then when I showed up, I'm like, can we consolidate and make it easier for, your, for you to do your day job? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. So it's uh, it's cool. And uh, like you really keyed in on this. Like we have built education. Education is a part of customer success. And CSMs had been doing it now. But the problem then became a CSM loves to do training because it's helping. It feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. But there becomes a time when you have to say, no, we need to start a team to do this. Or we need – I remember you started a team, a small team of like kind of ops people that did this before we – that I was there. Yeah. Um, so anyway – I have to I say, love that. And by the way, I think one other thing about this, which I'm sure you, yeah. maybe you're going to cover too, is that um, there's the client side of that, which is like, if you get them tipped over to like truly drinking the Kool-Aid and yeah. getting, getting it. And you've seen, we've seen this in our business where, you know, obviously there's this world now of Gainsight certified administrators. You're the people who know how to manage Gainsight on the back end that you got that whole thing started. And now that is, I mean, if you think about it, it's first of all, it's a super hot career. Every hot. company is looking for them. My cl our clients email me me every day saying, "I where do I find a Gainsight admin?" Right. So if you're listening and you're thinking <laughs> about career stuff, great career to go into. But then you you build if you, as a software vendor, you then build up this advocate army, right? Which is these people that have been trained and enabled, and they know how to do the most with your product. And obviously, a company that did this incredibly well, Salesforce, right? With like you know hundreds of thousands of people that are Salesforce professionals out there. Yeah. And in a yeah. in a small way, we're trying to do that with Gainsight. Probably a lot of you listening are doing that with your business or you're enabling other companies to do it. And to me, that idea of like building that army of enabled professionals is like, is in some ways, it's not just about customer success and adoption. It's actually like one of the best growth strategies you can have. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, wow, that army is what's going to drive you into new companies and getting you new deals, even if you don't know it. And that's but it's super hard too. It's hard, hard to get started and yeah, totally. Well, I mean, I'm really curious from the executive perspective, when you started thinking about all of this, you probably felt like I did. Oh my God, this is a new job, this is a new role. Yeah. And I know you were working with Ruben back in the day to build the customer success. Oh gosh, what was the, it was a really big long domain where we trained. Yeah, you, yeah I used to be, uh, yeah, now I'm, I'm blank on the original name. Now it's called Pulse 365, but yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, that's it's hugely a, it's an education play, like yeah. all the way through. <laughs> you have a new role. And then I even saw this at Outreach where we were now in, in funny. It, it's funny because I felt like Outreach was like a, a, a sibling to Gainsight in, oh, in totally. spirit because now you're developing a whole category of people. You guys are like, totally, they totally were. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Revenue ops. So like that was like CS ops and the mm -hmm. CSM role and. That's what I find so fascinating about working in startups and SaaS and B2B SaaS. Me that, too. Like, 
I mean, look at where Gainsight is today. It, it's been so fun to watch and to, to be a part of. And as an alumni, I'm like, yeah, I know that platform. It's phenomenal. And it shows up when I'm talking to people today. Like, uh, for awesome. example, I was talking with a friend of mine and she said, oh, yes. And this isn't the only case. This is many cases. I have Gainsight and I put all my my education data from my LMS into that. So now I have I dashboards and views like we did at Gainsight. Here's well, I love it. And actually, it's funny because you actually blew my mind uh, years ago. I know we keep going back to old stories. Yeah. Where you, you brought all the LMS data for, for your education program into our own Gainsight instance. That was hard. And I was like, this is awesome. You, and that back then it was super manual, whatever. But it was so cool to see, you know, okay, which customers do we have? When are the renewals? All that type of traditional CS stuff. And then, hey, have they been enabled or not? And how many people have gone through the training? And yeah, that idea of blending the education data and using it to do health scoring and stuff like that, so, so powerful. Do you have a health score now that's attributing um, like educational attach? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not so much educational attach as enablement. So in other words, Mm -hmm. okay, is this customer, this is for our own health score in our own company, is our is this customer um, have an admin for Gainsight that's been enabled? Yeah, right. It's so important because it's like okay, well, you build software, who's going to run it? And do they have somebody that's gone through the training? Yes, and that's so important, right? It's such a frankly, it's like to me one of the if you only knew a few questions about a customer, have they gone through training? Is is one of the big ones? Yeah, and that admin in particular because at Gainsight, if you don't have, I mean, the ad- advocacy that comes from an enabled admin is significant. Mm-hmm. Because if that person is like, yeah, yeah, go, go. We can do all these crazy cool things and join this and build this report and stuff. If that person is on fire and they know their job really well, then that's going to drive the success of that entire account. I have a good friend who's an early employee at Salesforce. And she said, people always think that Salesforce's most important role was the head of sales or the Mm -hmm. CIO or whatever. And And this person said, yeah, they were important roles. But they said one of the most important roles was the Salesforce admin. And the way she described it, which is really visual to me, was the Salesforce admin. Imagine you're in a real office like in the old days and the Salesforce ad, admins work in a cubicle right outside an executive conference room. The executives come out of their meeting on strategy about all the new things they want to do. And they ask this, the admin, hey, by the way, can you do this? And then if, if that admin says, sure, I'll go do it in Salesforce, Salesforce is going to get more sticky. Right. If every time they ask, but if the admin is not confident, if they don't know how to do it, if they don't know about the latest capabilities, if they're hesitant, that executive is going to do it in some other system or spreadsheets or whatever. And so the same thing applies to Gainside, probably every other product list people listening right now. If your admin is confident and enabled, I think it just makes your business way more stickier long term. Yeah. And well, that vision of yours was way back in 2015 that was the yeah. success for ad and you saw that initiative that was uh like when, when did you realize nick that that was a huge driver for your for a huge problem for your business like, it was yeah it was both by the way it's a driver it was a problem is all of the above and yeah. i think we i mean it's i think it, it was constantly realizing it but in the early days it was probably around the time we hired you probably for the logical reasons where it was like okay we need to get you know, it was initially like the people that are already using Gainsight need to get trained. Yeah. And if they don't, they're not going to be able to get a lot of value out of it. And and just like probably with other domains you've dealt with, Dave, there were some customers who were so self-sufficient that even without training, they just figured it out. Like yeah. I talked to some of our early customers. I'm always like, how'd you learn Gainsight? They're like, well, there was no other way except reverse engineering it, like clicking around and trying things and whatever. 
But then eventually, as you want to go to a more mainstream population, you know, some people want to learn through proper education, right? And I think that's kind of your, if people have read the book Crossing the Chasm by Jeffrey Moore, when you cross from those super early people to then the more mainstream people, you know, they want to learn through some kind of more formalized education. It doesn't have to be like super formal, could be on demand in the product, but they want to learn not just by kind of guessing and trying and re- reverse engineering, right? And then what's yes. interesting that then, so that was like the second phase, which was, God, we got to like have good training so our customers can be enabled and get value. But then there's a third phase, which is, oh, we're, which is where we are now, Dave, which is like Gainsight admin certification is the only limiter to our growth because our clients want to go do more with Gainsight yeah. and then we just need more people trained out there. So now we're just like, we actually created a whole program uh, where we're basically, it's called Gainsight All and it's all about bringing, um, P- and this is, we're doing it in India. Um, if you remember Anil who runs our India operation, well. he's running this program where we're just training tons of people that aren't necessarily in the workforce right now and are trying to come back, for example, pa- parents that are tra- trying to come back to work, right? And we're training them on Gainsight as an admin because there's just so much demand for it. And we need to just almost create more people who know how to do it. And so I kind of think there are these three phases. Phase one was your early adopters, they figured out. Phase two is got to get up training so that we can just like keep up with our customers. And phase three is we got to have certified people because that's the limiter to our growth. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're showing the crossing the chasm here. Exactly. Yeah, well, you, you say, and it, this is amazing. I'm really glad we have this talk, Nick, because what what we have been trying to do, and there's there's a lot of people, not just me, that are kind of gravitating together yeah. and thinking about what you're talking about, Nick. And in fact, at C-Lab, we're, we're trying to bring more of those voices out and help. And actually, we're trying to, to work with not only the practitioners and the leaders, but also the vendors in this space. Love that. Because we're all together. And when I look at Gainsight, it's a way to knit together the fabric of all of this from a visual perspective. Totally. Um, going back to Crossing the Chasm, one thing that I've been trying to show is it, this is talking about the development of a singular product over time, mm-hmm. I think, is where Jeffrey comes from. But I right. like using the same picture and think about the same picture with regards to our journey together. Like, let's say, Gainsight. I think you brought me in around this early adopter. Chasm That's exactly product, right. That's where you came in. Exactly right. right. And, and you said, oh, man, this this admin thing is killing us. And I remember having yeah. these conversations with, with Denise, and she's just like, go figure it out. Go Totally. Like, do, do what you do for management consulting and go figure it out. And I'm like, heck yeah, it was the most fun and hard thing because you you say, okay, go talk to people. We talk to people, we talk to customers exactly like you're talking about, Nick, that these people here in this innovator space, those customers are your partners in a yes. way. And they're like, forget it, I don't need this book, toss it. They dive in, they call you, they figure it out. But then when what we're trying to get to is to mature this function of education for companies like Gainsight and others, or actually, as you approach a new company, Series A, Series B, what are the things they have to do? Well, that's different. Do you have an admin role? Outreach had this. Azuqua had this. All the places I've been at had this. Mm-hmm. Even Slack for Adam. It's a technical side. If you can get over this part, and then you're thinking about how do I get trainers? How do I get partner right. trainers? How do I make more advanced programs? Like I love your concept of the, of the it, basically a boot camp in India. Yeah, right. Uh, we do that at Service Rocket as well, where we're 
we're boot camping people and we're training them, we're giving them all this stuff, and then we're really pitching how you can use our product uniquely. It just it rises all all ships. It's it's. I love that. One so thing I don't know if this is where you were going with it, but maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's sort of the implication of it at least. You, you you talked about that as sort of like the journey that somebody a company is on, right? They're going yeah. through that yeah. crossing the chasm, and yeah. and customers go through it, but your company goes through it too, which is so well said. And I think one thing that's happening that is is that um, companies grow a lot faster now. They grow way faster, right? You see all this crazy growth yeah. of all the outreach is a great example. All these amazing growth companies they grow like this, so they're growing so fast that I think people are realizing, oh, we got to get some of this stuff done sooner. Like in the old world, maybe I could wait to do customer success and education and community till way I'm in the mainstream. But if you don't do it soon in the beginning, you actually end up like up up a creek without a paddle. You really do. Um, and so I'm seeing more and more companies in the early days doing customer success from the beginning, yeah. launching a community early on, building a training program early on. And actually in some ways realizing, look, if you do all that and you build a great product and you have kind of product-led growth, then you then if you get all the right in the first few years, then you scale scaling and you're so much more efficient. You know, I mean, you think about it very practically, just education is a perfect example. If you've built some of those programs early, you're way more efficient in your CSM motion. Oh yeah. Like way more efficient. Yeah. And by the way, yeah. your customers are getting more value. So you're probably getting a higher renewal rate too. So it's sort of a double benefit. So yeah, I've, I'm seeing people almost like looking at that crossing the chasm and saying, I don't want to wait till like we get all the way over there and then have to like do everything like last minute. Yeah. I want to do it earlier, you know, hiring people like you earlier, things like that. So that I, that is so well. And that is exactly where I was going, Nick, that I, I look at the function of customer education as this as it is customer success. One hundred percent. It's but what we're trying to do is make a discipline out of it. Totally. And, and the thing that, that I like about it differently is like, and actually I see a lot, I've talked to a lot of lead, leaders lately um, who are like, well, we need help. We don't know how to, our product's hard. It's, it, we don't know where to start. And they go, calm down, calm down. Yes. Let's take a page out of the Gainsight playbook and how we did this. And and it's more like it's a strategic function now at, that you don't necessarily have to go, okay, I'm going to hire this leader and they're going to figure it all out for me. That totally. can work. But I think more it's like what I really loved about Gainsight and the and how we did things. We there were there all you did all these meetings that were really cool where you'd bring people even like me and I was below the line leader, but you know we're we're all important and we all got in a room and we problem solved and we brainstormed yeah. and we ideated and we did that with education and it seemed like it really helped us accelerate our growth. Because the complaint was, CSM's like, I've got all this training. I can't keep up. I can't keep up. Well, they couldn't keep up after because we were doing great. But when they said, oh, there's a training module that we put together. It's not perfect, but it's better than I can do in in an hour. And we built this function as we went. So now we have labs. Now we have, you know, practice things. We have the certification developing. And this took a long time. Where I'm at right now with building a baseline program from experience doing it three times, about 18 months all in. If you want to do certification, you're looking at 36. Yeah. Um, and that's why, to your point, is I, I, I'm trying to get people to realize let's, let's bring in an education person early. They don't have yeah, to right. be anything special. They just need to understand what the space is and how to do it. Let's do some workshops. Let's get our leadership in play. And when you do something like you have a roadmap, like we had it. At, at Gainsight, it was just so easy and a natural progression over time where we could forecast our growth of our team 
and use people throughout the company to do education. We just didn't have to be one team. I love that. I love the way you said that. And you're right with 18 to 36 months, which is very realistic. Yeah. You better get started early because otherwise you, when you want it, it'll be too late. When right? you want it, it'll be too late. Yeah. There's no, there's no instant on switch, right? That's the problem. So here, here's a story, Nick, I thought you'd appreciate more than any that from a CSM perspective, I've been in companies where we've had a lot of CSMs, right? And they turn out as well. You know, sometimes people totally. get tired and bored and like, I'm going to go get another job and do better and yep. keep growing. Well, there's a, there's a mind gap because for a CSM and education team can actually be that scale engine because you go, oh, I don't have to do this training. Now I know yeah. that there's a, a 20 minute onboarding video. Boom. There you go. Let's start there. And now that like the story I wanted to tell is that over a six month period, I spent time doing the math. Like how much time do does our team as CSM spend training? And we had a Salesforce object devoted to this so we could track it versus how much my trainers spent. And it was two to one, 3000 hours over six months that my CSM team was spending as a, as opposed to my two trainers. Wow. 3000 hours. And that, how many people hours is that? You know, that's, that's at least a couple heads. Yeah. Uh, that's how much we were able to cut out by um, investing more in the customer education. Yeah, right. that's awesome. Because with a couple of people in customer education, you can scale that whole function up. That's literally what we've seen, you know, based on what you launched way back when, right? And, not, yeah. and I, I always like to em emphasize, it's of course efficiency. And like, I'm sure, you know, in that example, you're now doing it much better too. So I've just noticed that like, yeah. when our yeah. clients are going, not just the admin trade, even the end user, if you have somebody who's a professional developing it, and who thinks about this all the time and thinks about how to design it, you're gonna get better knowledge retention, you're gonna get better adoption, you have every, the user will be more satisfied. Yeah. So ever since we built an education team, you built an education team, I've just noticed like significant business results. And then, and then like I said, then it lets you build your advocate RME and all that too, so. Are, are you measuring, well, I'm sure you are, but what are you seeing out of measuring those kinds of the educational attribution, like what are, what are the real yeah. things that you wouldn't have expected maybe that education has driven successful outcomes for? Yeah, it's interesting because I think that's something we need to partner together on. And this is, you, you and I were talking about this, right? Like yeah. how can you partner between the technology that's doing the training, the professionals that do that training like yourself, and then the, the CS type platform like Gainsight? Because we know largely about the outcomes that the business is getting, you know, did the client renew, are they adopting, et cetera. We've got the NPS, we've got all that, right? And so how can we do better attribution around, okay, were they trained or not? Did, what level of certification did they take? But in our business, you know, we've done this long enough that we've been able to do things like, hey, if somebody has, you know, admin certification versus not, so, you know, we actually, there's a pretty cool chart that shows we have three levels of certification now, if you can believe it, Dave, that's how far we've I gone. can't believe it. And it's so, amazing. <laughs> and congrats. So, um, you know, from level one to level two to level three. Congrats, Lila, I should say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. NPS of the admin, it like goes like this, up, up, up. The more they're trained, they, because you know, it makes sense. They know more, they understand it. And so that kind of a thing we can do easily. But I think we can do a lot more about how education is affecting, you know, overall adoption in a company, how it's affecting the ability to expand, you know. So yeah, I mean, I believe we just scratched the surface, but we're able to do some correlations of NPS and retention versus education. You know, I think this would, I just want to talk out loud for a minute because yeah. particularly with you, I know what you're talking about here and there's an opportunity in it. 
One of the things that I've seen and I've had, I, I, I'll tell you what, the biggest struggle I've had in my career in customer education has simply been getting all the data and the and analytics about the product and the people together in one place. Yes. Where I could go, okay, and, and here's my other challenge, Nick. I ain't nobody. <laughs> I'm just being dramatic about it. When I go to a data scientist, for example, on, in my company or you know, my oh, data right. team, I come to them and say, hey, yeah. I got this cool data here in my LMS, and then I've got, my, I've got this data over here in Google Analytics, and I know all this stuff about our customers and their learning journey. Yeah. And they go, uh, what do you want me to do with that? I've got a lot of work to do. And, oh. and I go, okay, Nick, what I'm wanting is a tool and a platform where I can literally show, oh, hey, here's, you know, you don't on this account, you don't have an admin certified. That's yeah. a red flag. Um, here, you have 20% attached to the education over your onboarding journey. That's right. a red flag. My friend, like Gainsight's such a cool platform because of the integration capabilities that if we had more of our learning platforms, the standard ones, you're talking NorthPass, uh, Intellum, and this is not in any order, uh, Thought Industries, SkillJar, yeah. WorkRamp, um, you know, well, I could go on and on, but there's a limited cohort. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah if, they, if that data all yeah, integrated, actually, it'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's the opportunity. And, and, and it's totally like it's right in front of us because you know, for most of our clients, at least, they have all that event data and Gainsight. They've got the renewal data. They got the CRM data. You know, bring in the education data, and then then what's cool is now AI can actually help. So we add we have, we ship something something called Horizon AI, which basically mm. will look at all the things it, that you're doing with a customer and how they correlate to whatever your target outcome is, whether it's NPS retention, et cetera, and then which of those are the highest correlating to that outcome. So is it the fact that they took training, whether they were certified, you know, how much of the training they completed, you know, whatever the different things are, we could automatically figure that out. The, the, the data science problem, you don't need to go to your data scientist and, you know, buy, give them a bottle of wine to, to, to spend time in your data. Honestly, that's like- How'd you know what solvable. I did? That's my technique. I know. Exactly. Well, that's the strategy. That's definitely the, that's definitely the strategy. Or maybe if it's International Meatball Day, you get them a sub. That might be the yeah, subway uh, for long or something. But but, you know, the, the, the truth is that, like, this is not a technically complex problem at all. No. As long as you bring the data together across the CSM stuff and the education stuff, which is, again, why I'm so interested in this, because this is a great opportunity. That's It's really lo it's super low-hanging fruit. This is not – we don't have to change the whole industry to do this. This is pretty much like – like you said, education and CS just have to come together. So, Yes, and, and, and Nick, where it gets really – really, really interesting is that we're seeing so much automation even in the education space. For yes. example, there's products out there like, um, there's one called Videate, which is a, a newer video platform that can integrate with your SaaS product. And you can literally feed it a script and it will create an educational video out of that. Ooh. I, I, yeah. And like, like literally an automated video without anyone recording anything? 100% accurate. Oh, that's pretty cool. I love that. And and then it puts a voice. Like you could use a well-said labs kind of approach to have a human voice. And now we're getting this AI automating. Uh, like for, for us, this is kind of like that that place between documentation and training where you go, well, yes. I need to assemble this use case, this workflow. How do I build um, a chart, a, a report no. that does that? Totally. Boom, 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 here it is. Now the thing about that is for us in SaaS, what it allows us to do is say, oh, 
crud, something changed. We changed the product. We do that every day. <laughs> and that's what one of the one of the very difficult things about working in our field and the thing that that I love about doing education in SaaS is that it's chaos. So we have to think more scientifically, we have to use data, we have to like actually use okay. analytics to do hypotheses to get to where we want to get to. And it's really I love that. And by the way, that, that technology sounds super cool. And one other thing you said, which is another important point from my perspective, is we gotta break that like hard line between documentation and training. Yeah. Like that is, you know, relatively arbitrary from a customer's point of view. It right. Is. I think right now most customers they go to a vendor website and it's like, okay, here's the support place, here's the community, here's the documentation, here's the training. Right. And we haven't even gotten to the product yet. And literally <laughs> those four things are four different things. And so we got to figure out a way to make that experience more seamless. I was talking to one of our clients yesterday about that. It's like, oh my gosh. That is not a good customer experience. It prevents you from being able to do any analytics. And yeah, so we got to break the silos there. Yeah, and I'm thinking more as we start building more products in, like you saw like Trailhead and stuff did a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah think, exactly, yeah. I, I think there's something else that for me, education is a scattershot of a lot of different kinds of activities. Yeah. So it could be your community, right? You could be in community and like we did at, at, at Gainsight years ago, yeah. We would release a new module and we'd make a big show of it and do competitions oh, and have fun. And like now I'm seeing community people um, come back and talk about education. That's right. It, it's yeah. just it's fabulous. And then we've got enablement in there. Enablement crosses the lines, too. And then documentation. I always like to say this. I think documentation is the map and education is the GPS. Oh, that's cool. I like that a lot. That's you, awesome. You know, that's but to- you can't have one without the other. And they're fluid together. So like when I came in and was working with our doc, the documentation team is great. They were embedded, they were there with product, we're getting all this information and that allows me to channel that and say, okay, you wanna go from here, which is you have this data, to here, which is you have an amazing Gainsight report and dashboard. Yeah. How do I navigate that? Well, part of it's docs, look here, do this. Here's a little video. Here's a workshop or something that you can do. Here's your outcome. So, so then is, is the com- if we use this analogy, because it's pretty cool, is community then like asking for directions? Is that what, what's that? Is that it? Well, heck yeah. It's that yeah. gas station attendant back in the day when yeah. we were riding in the car with mom and dad and the days that it didn't have GPS, you had a map. Hey, Earl, uh, how do I get down? <laughs> well, you go down I-95 to the taco stand and turn left. Okay. Yeah, it is. I think something like that. I like this analogy a lot. And you're right, because what it would allow you to do is say, okay, there's some customers on that left side of the chasm that are fine with just the map Uh because they're very self-sufficient. And there's some that want the map, but they also want GPS. Some want to be able to ask people for directions. And sometimes they want sometimes they want the actual tour guide, which is kind of like the CSM in this analogy, I think, the person that's like in your car guiding you, you know, something, something like that. I love this. This is cool. Yeah, we're we're playing around with ideas, but but that's why I think this this ecosystem where you have product analytics data, you have yeah, a community, exactly. and it's all kind of they're, they're coming together in an educational customer success stack, right? And that's what I see your product base really 100%. giving giving yeah. people that you know you've got Incited, you've got PX, PX it's, exactly. Yeah. There there is nothing cooler, Nick, than saying, "Hey, look at this picture," and it's. 
I do a training with my trainers, and then the next day, I, uh, that day I see a spike in usage, and the yeah. next day I see continued usage. I see a follow-up campaign with, you know, some kind of outreach where, you know, we, we usually call it Copilot originally. I'm, I'm not- Yeah, Journey Orchestrator is what it's called now, yeah, yeah. Um, that you're articulating a couple interventions to, hey, totally. did you know, I bet you did know you could do this with the product. And yeah. you're seeing just a spike in a long tail of usage and that's with all of our guns blazing you know totally. we're, we're not just people as a csm role but we're also integration folks we're also support folks but we the education piece i think is your uh, here's another idea analogy i've been pitching it's this we're kind of cultural anthropologists in education customer education is cultural anthropology what i mean by that is you know can you imagine going out into tribal areas way out no, no phone, no anything, no satellite. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to understand what a culture is. That culture is people. No. You know, and, and this is like when you have a growing organization, what, what I like to do is come in and try to capture that. Not just what's on the paper, but like what's in your head. And what are I you feeling that. about your product and how cool that product is. Yeah. And that's where we're uh, like, I'm curious to think about where, where you see education for SaaS heading now that we're thinking about all these different verbs we've got, as a leader in, you know, Gainsight's got all this great stuff happening. What do you see next as the biggest challenge or the thing that we should strive to do to bring this more into the product and make it? Yeah, I think, I think those are the three, I mean, we've kind of touched on it, but to me, there's like probably four problems we got to figure out. One is unification. Yeah. So there's too many different things that people are logging into, the the, the support portal, the desk documentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, so that creates fragmentation. A second one I think is um, uh, orchestration, which is, okay, what do I want the client to do now? It uh -huh. might be, I want them to do, uh, watch a video. I want them to log into the product. I want them to, to attend a webinar. And sort of it's right now, we're kind of like communicating to them in a very disjoint way. Uh -huh. And so instead saying, okay, here's the journey that we want them to be on. This is where journey orchestrator, whatever is. The third thing is um, um, I think, bringing all of this into the product, which is part of unification, but really it's interesting because you want to bring it into the product for the people that use the product. So one of the fascinating things about software is there's some important stakeholders of software don't use the product, right? Or they use the back end of the product, not the front end. And so what you want to do is I think for the people that are actually the daily users, they don't, they should really be doing everything in the product. And that's kind of whether it's yeah. getting educated or even community or whatever, doing it like right in the product. And then the fourth one is what we talked about, it's attribution, which is, okay, let's analyze all this and say, okay, what's the ROI of these activities? So those four things to me feel like they're really low hanging fruit for all of us in the industry. There's some complexity, but I think we have all the pieces in place now, like a year or two yeah. from now, we should figure this out collectively. I love, I love how you put that together. And something that just struck my, my thought as we were, as you were talking about in product, in product, we've tried to do this. And I've seen folks try to like leverage Pendo, but that sometimes yeah. gets disconnected from the education team, like the product team where I was at one place, like, oh, no, right. we've got that. And I'm like, but yeah. I'm educate. What? This doesn't work for me. Um, yeah, right. And, and, and the messages might be totally like counter contradicting each other then too, by the way. Right. Like, from like, a product driven yeah. thing, where are you going to try to teach somebody? But from an education point of view, what does a customer want and what they expect? What do they want? Exactly. Yeah. Could be different outcomes. And 
Uh, the, I mean, the other thing that I've been seeing, Nick, is there's this intersection, I know you see this, of the learning platforms. They're, 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 they're increasingly trying to change the name from LMS. Because yes, I've noticed that too, yeah. It's an antiquated, out-of-date term that applies to HR. Right? Yeah, so right. I'm trying to remove it. I'm calling it learning platforms, learning experience platforms. I think that's I like that appropriate. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, but Nico, I think what I've seen a lot of them do now is saying, well, we've got this platform, but now they're starting to think of in terms of how can we integrate that platform with your stack? Yeah. I think Thought Industries talks about this in terms of a panorama. I, I may be getting yep. the terms right. I'm, I'm learning. Um, but the concept of, can I bring this into a page that I have in Gainsight? And when you click the training page, which is just a That's tab, it. now I got what I have, or I get context-sensitive stuff. So I'm struggling with developing some kind of, of flow and boop, a little pop-up says, Dave, it looks like you're, you know, it's Clippy. Yeah. Dave, I see you're trying to kill yourself. I don't know what's <laughs> No. <laughs> um, but yep. you, you get the point that that AI <laughs> ML, we, we can do this. And that's where that's where I like to see the, the products go, that the product is a warm hug around us to get us to where we need to go, and it will help us. Yeah. Warm hug, man. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Full of it today. A lot of caffeine. So much, so many good analogies. I listen. We got GPS. We got meatballs. We got worm hugs. You worm, know, meatballs, worm hugs. No, <laughs> um, I don't have too much time, but I really wanted. To, like, there's another couple of angles I think we could talk about. Which I, I think one of them was partners. Yeah. Um, how do we deal with a partner ecosystem, especially with education? Because that's really freaking hard. What else? Yeah. What else is on your mind that, like, for this audience that you've got? Again, education practitioners. What do they need to know from you? I, we've talked, I think we've talked about a lot of things I've been thinking about, but the only one that I'm interested in is, you know, kind of like you talked about with that example of the auto-generated video, uh-huh. how are the modalities of education tra- changing? Um, yeah. And you know, what is the, what's the experience using your LXP, you know, kind of metaphor, what's the experience people want to have? And I think that like, we've all seen like, the, the sort of the, the TikTokification of the world with the really short videos, right? What, how does that play out with how our customers learn? Mm-hmm. You know, our, our, I mean, I do think it's, you know, people can joke about TikTok if you haven't used it, but when you look at it and you're like, whoa, they're like giving somebody a, like a golf lesson in 60 seconds. Like, like not, not like a whole golf yeah. lesson, but like one thing, like how to do your grip, right? And so it's interesting. And you're like, well, isn't there something like that? And I know there's been some technology companies that have been thinking about this. So I'm not like the first person to think about this, but this idea of like the super short engaging videos that you can kind of scroll through and how do those show up for people? Are they in your app? I think that's like a fascinating area to like, not just take the old paradigm, but kind of reinvent it. Yeah. I've, I've seen, it, it's really weird, Nick, because like, thanks to working at Gainsight and other places, I've, I've, in those backroom conversations sometimes and somebody goes, Dave, come over here. I want to tell you about this product I'm building. And there's products like that that are starting to come through. Uh, Some of them have been massive failures, right? Yeah. But even as it is like TikTok and Instagram, these are things that I love and I care about because if you can be challenged, if if I can say, if you said to me, Dave, you're going to make a TikTok video and this TikTok video is going to, going to get down to like teaching somebody this one really critical thing that we know right. in Gainsight I can't figure out. And I can get that down to 30 seconds, have fun with it. How many, what's my total addressable market space of learners? So like the idea that I'm getting to is destroy the, the wall, the walled garden yes. of education and just get out there 
and put that content out like what you do, Nick. What I love about you and the Gainsight team is you're having fun out on video uh, yep. all the time. Yep. That's what that's the next step in education for me. The fact that you are relatable, personable, your team is, we see you. The whole world of B2B SaaS has been closed behind, like B2B old school. Let's talk old school. All, all closed. I totally agree. Yeah, the wall garden and the login, the password, yeah. the credit card. Yeah, that's totally right. And it's like, you know, when you think about the ROI, I, I still think there is a role for paid education for sure, especially for absolutely. Uh, the way I think about it is like, if you're educating somebody whose job is going to become this product, like for example, the Gainsight admin, you for sure like paid education, certification, it, it all makes a lot of sense. But if you're like trying to train a user and in the technology is as part of their daily job, don't put up a wall there, right? Like get this in front of the user, wherever they are, whether like you were alluding to, it's on social media, on LinkedIn, or it's in the product or whatever, get those videos out there, right? And, and right. ideally multi-mode, you know? So create the content and it automatically goes to the product, automatically goes to LinkedIn, you know, and make them fun. And this is where you can merge community too, because then you're like, well, the videos don't have to just get created by the vendor, right? These, you know, why, 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 why is Gainsight not having our customers make 60 second videos about you doing something in Gainsight and like curating them for the, our, our, our audience, right? Like how cool would that be, you know? Especially um, with raps, you know, you know rap videos. Raps. <laughs> now you remember your Gainsight culture. Oh and my by God. the way, I'm watching the clock. I apologize. I do have a hard yep. stop so I'll to go in a minute, but well, this has been amazing, man. We're going to wrap it up. But uh, with that, let's, let's go for it. I'm going to read the outro here, but Nick, couldn't have, couldn't have asked for a better episode. This really brings together oh, this has been so everything. Fun. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you helping me get to where I am today. So thanks again. So let's uh, let's wrap up again. If you want to learn more about customer success, customer education, we have a podcast website at customer.education. Really great domain, easy to remember. I am at Dave Darrington and again, Nick, thank you so much. It's 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 hard not to find you. Anything else you want to say to the audience before we go? No, you're doing important work. So thank you so much. Look forward to doing more with the education world. Thanks, really Nick. All right. Thanks. So special thanks to Alan Coda for our theme music. And if this helped you out, make sure you just subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. We're out there on all the podcatchers of your choice. And that really helps us expand our TAM. Uh, and to our audience, thanks for joining us. Get out there, educate, experiment, and find your people. Thanks, everyone. Oh.